thing about humanity is that we don't understand everything that goes on around us. Sure, we can pour funding into the scientific field and spend years researching to receive some amount of understanding, but that's a more recent development. For most of human history, information wasn't easily accessible, and most had to make do with what information was available to them, and that is how most folklore is created. My name is Sergio Alvarado, and I would like for you to join me in exploring this world's fascinating fables. Episode 1, The Donkey Tree It's safe to say that most of us know what a tree is. It's hard to find any habitable region that humans have settled that doesn't have a native species. Trees have played a major role in mankind's history. We use them to build shelters, feed the fires that we used for warmth, and even for the fruit that they produce. So it makes sense that trees pop up in mythology, folklore, and even religion. The Norse mentioned Yggdrasil, the tree of life that connects the nine realms. The forbidden fruit mentioned in the Bible grew on a tree in the Garden of Eden, and the Greek nymphs were able to transform into trees when they were hiding from travelers. With such a track record, it seems like trees also play a part in our ancient understanding of how the world works. But there is one specific story that I would like to focus on today, one that takes place more recently, and one that heads closer to home. In the state of Kentucky, just outside of Springfield, there is an odd-shaped tree. This tree has been dubbed by the locals as the donkey tree. If you were a tourist that stumbled upon it, you would feel inclined to take a picture with the tree, and maybe even climb it, but the locals would ill-advise that. You see, the tree isn't just fascinating because it takes the shape of a donkey's head. If the stories are to be believed, the tree is cursed. Just like any other old wives tale, the story changes from person to person depending on who tells it. But the majority say that if you touch the tree, you're cursed with bad luck. Some believe that touching the tree will result in the person getting into an accident, and some think that it even spells certain death for that person. But there is a flip side. If you are respectful to the tree, and even leave an apple within the donkey's mouth, you will be blessed with good luck. But how did this curse begin? Some say that the tree holds the vengeful spirit of a donkey beaten by its farmer. However, the most popular story is that of an orphaned boy, his best friend, and their tragic end. Our story takes place sometime in the 1920s or the 1930s. Like any story told orally, the dates are constantly changing. One factor remains consistent between every retelling of the story, and that is that the boy himself was an orphan. Public records show that there was an orphanage around the Springfield, Kentucky area at about the same time these stories take place. The most likely candidate for this boy's home was the Grundy's Presbyterian Orphan Home, 
I can imagine that life for an orphan is already hell. For one thing, growing up without parents or even losing them at such a young age would already be difficult. But for the times that the boy lived in, disease must have run rampant in the home. Not to mention how cruel other children could already be. Every day, the boy would walk to school and cross a bridge that led over a winding river. The boy would take his time getting there. To him, he only saw it as transferring from one prison to another. There wasn't much that he looked forward to anymore. To make matters worse, a group of bullies took a fancy to teasing the boy. He was already smaller than them, and once they found out his situation, things quickly escalated. The bridge over the river was the boy's only route to school, so he had no choice but to repeat the course in his daily routine. His group of bullies found out about this one day, and from then on, they would wait for him there before the first bell rang. The bullies had begun to beat the boy at least once a day, twice if he had done anything in retaliation. Because of this, and the fact that he was different from the other children, he distanced himself from his classmates. He didn't have any friends to play with after school, and he didn't have anything to look forward to after the final bell ring to dismiss them. One day, presumably to hide from his constant harassers, the boy stumbled onto an area he didn't recognize. The boy had found a small farm that was off of the beaten path, tended by a grizzled old man. The farmer never received visitors, so he asked the boy what he was doing there. The boy explained his situation to the farmer with a cold, unfeeling gaze. The man took pity on the boy and told him that he could stay for as long as he liked. His only condition was that he had to help the farmer with his duties. The boy agreed and started to help him immediately. As time passed on, the boy would visit the farmer more consistently and help him tend to his animals. This was because the boy was small and weak and couldn't do much of the manual labor work that the farmer usually does himself. There was one animal in particular that gained the favor of the boy. Out in the stables, among with the few horses that the farmer owned, was a small, young donkey. This donkey, despite its size and age, was very strong and quickly took to the boy like a small puppy with a new owner. Seeing the relationship the two had, the farmer allowed the donkey to follow the boy at its leisure. The two then became inseparable. One image that comes to my mind is that of Bellerophron and Pegasus. Finally, after weeks of constantly being together, the donkey followed the boy back to the orphanage. The next day, the boy found that the donkey was still waiting for him outside of the orphanage. He made his way to school, and as he walked, he could hear the donkey trotting behind him. As usual, the group of bullies were waiting for the boy by the bridge before the start of school. They would make the all-too-familiar gestures and heckle the boy. But this time, it was different. This time, the boy had a companion. The bullies menacingly approached the boy, and the donkey took action. He put himself between the boy and the bullies. He started bucking and even gnashing at the bullies. Scared that they would be kicked or bitten, the bullies fled. And at that moment, 
the donkey took up the role of being the boy's bodyguard. Some time passed, and the beatings that the boy received came to an immediate halt. The bullies would try to intimidate the boy, but any time they would step close to him, the donkey would be on guard. The bullies grew tired of the donkey, so they came up with a plan to get rid of it, at least for one day. They started to follow the donkey to learn where it would go after the boy was back at the orphanage. One boy even followed it during school while the orphan was safe in class. Now that they knew where the donkey would be, they made a plan, and the next day would be their time to act. The morning was unusually gloomy that day. The sun hid behind the clouds, and the morning dew was now frost stuck to the ground. This didn't affect the orphan's new routine though. He made it to school, but didn't realize that one of his tormentors was missing. One of the bullies played hooky to wait for the donkey to make its way back. The bully knew he couldn't get near the powerful creature, so he came up with a plan to incapacitate it without needing to use brute force. He had taken a rope from his father, and he tied one end of it to a sturdy tree in the donkey's path. The other end he fashioned into a lasso. Once he heard the clopping of the donkey's hooves, he took action. He lassoed the donkey's neck, restraining him to the tree. The donkey thrashed around, but couldn't break the bindings that he found himself in. Satisfied with his work, the bully rushed off to the bridge where he and his friends would terrorize the orphan boy. After the orphan boy got out of school, he called out to his companion, but to no avail. The boy searched for hours, but couldn't find any sign of the donkey anywhere. The boy knew he couldn't search any longer for his donkey friend, or else the sun would set before he got back to the orphanage. Deciding that he would be safe, since the bullies would just assume the donkey was with him anyway, he made his way back. As the boy approached the bridge, his blood ran cold as he saw the sight he prayed he wouldn't. The group of bullies heckled the boy, asking where his bodyguard was. The boy was frozen in fear and couldn't reply. That's when he was struck from behind. The bullies pounced on him like a group of starving lions looking for the kill. Fists flew and the only thing on the boy's mind was if his only friend in the world would miraculously arrive and save him from this torture. The bullies thrashed in a blind rage only to find that the boy had stopped resisting their attacks. They all looked at their fists, now wet with the blood of the orphan boy. The boy laid on the cobblestone bridge lifeless and mangled. The bullies panicked. Though they intended to make up for the beatings the boy had avoided because of the donkey, they never intended on killing him. In their hysteria, the boys did the only thing they could think of that would get rid of the evidence. They threw the orphan boy's body over the bridge into the river below. In the meantime, the donkey was finally able to break from his restraints and quickly ran to where he knew where the boy would be. The donkey stopped at the bridge at the faint scent of the boy. It found that his trail came to an abrupt stop, so he went searching. The donkey found itself at the banks of the river, pacing up and down its lengths, looking for the boy. After days of searching, the donkey finally came across the bloated body of the boy. In agony, the donkey cried out eventually catching the attention of the police. The police conducted an investigation into the boy's murder, and the bullies, out of guilt, turned themselves in. The donkey fell into a deep depression. Without the boy, its life was the void of all joy. 
The donkey eventually wound up back at the spot he found the boy's body. The donkey laid there, refusing to eat, and eventually succumbed to starvation. It is said that the ground where the boy and the donkey laid sprouted the tree that we know now. The tree that took the shape of the head of the ever-loyal donkey, waiting to be reunited with his best friend in the afterlife. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fascinating Fables. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening to. Any feedback is appreciated, especially with a new project such as this. Just like folklore or fairy tales, podcasts thrive by word of mouth. If you would like to see the show grow, please share with any friends or family that you think would be interested in this subject. Until next week, my name is Sergio Alvarado, and thank you for joining me in this week's fascinating fable.